This episode is brought to you by Mutt Cuts of Providence, Rhode Island. Do you own a dog that is destined to become the very best in show? Mutt Cuts is the company you need to make your dog look amazingly sensational. They will clip them, groom them, and even breed them. Although not much unusual breeding, mostly just doggy style. Call them now and ask for Mrs. Noogie Burger. Oh, I misread that. It's actually Mrs. Newborn. And you will get to see a sneak peek of the newest breed, a bulldog and a shih tzu, which they happily call the bullshit. Mutt Cuts of Providence, Rhode Island. This company is so good that you, too, will spend your life turning your van into a dog. Oh my gosh, I'm totally taking Chester there. It'll be the the (laughs) show dog of the year. Yes. And welcome back to another exciting (laughs) episode. Finally get a dog mullet. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's something that hasn't been explored yet. Have you seen pictures on Facebook? That's a real thing? It's so funny, dude. Like full-on Joe Dirt mullet on a dog? I have to see. Oh, you've seen it too. Okay. Oh my gosh. People do crazy things to the dogs. So funny. (laughs) You end up feeling bad for the dogs in a way. It's like, damn. Yeah, but some just to pull it off. I'm like, hey, man. yeah, like that's dope, but he's gonna pee on your car later. Yeah, <laughs> he can wait till you sleep. Well, welcome back. Uh, another ex- good lord. Oh my god, yeah, I have seen that picture. I thought it was just like photoshopped or something, but that is a total yeah. dog mullet. That that dog wait, is ready to rock. The best one. Hold on. But, I think it's, she's got a collection. I think this one is the best. One of the best. Oh great! It's like let's <laughs> go into a Molly Crew show. Let's bring biscuits. Oh, All right. God. I just could never do that to Chester, even though I would totally want to. Do it, take a picture, and then give him a different haircut. Just so you have the proof. Yeah, like, look, so handsome. It is pretty handsome, you know? It's that That's very well Chester cut. Chester has very, uh, professional. could totally do this. He'd have the curly mullet, yeah. I just gave him a haircut. Straight from an 80s slasher movie. That'd be great. And I'm sure the groomer's going to be like, don't <laughs> cut his hair again. I'd be like, he couldn't see. Okay? He couldn't see. <laughs> You didn't even want to go up and down the stairs unless the light was on because the poor thing can't see. <laughs> well, here we are back again with another exciting episode of Universal Nerds. I'm Brian. I'm Jesse. And we welcome back Alan. Welcome back. Welcome last back. time, last time we been heard yes. from you is you uh, did a little one on one with Charles Barkley. Uh, tell mm-hmm. uh, tell the listeners how that went. I won it. You won it? Yeah. What was the final score? I want proof. Three to one. Three to one. In a Outstanding. total of 21. <laughs> There's a lot of timeouts. Water breaks. But I won. Well, you need proof. I'm here. He not. That's true. That is true. He, he is here. Up. He ain't show back up. He didn't, he didn't call or nothing. He's Play embarrassed, like I guess. Yeah. Well, good job. I'm, I'm happy for you. My three points. You guys set out to clear, clear the air on some differences, and I'm glad you worked that out. So, yeah. welcome back. Uh, today, we will be focusing on my favorite actor, of all time, and that is Jim Carrey, James Eugene Carrey, Canadian. Oh. <laughs> sixty years old this year. It's crazy. Sixty and sexy. Well, and you guys like Jim Carrey? You guys fans of Jim, Jim Carrey? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I grew up with him, and I've seen so much. He's he's a debate. He's a de- divisive. Um, person now with people who like him there's a lot of people that i know that don't like him they don't like his his comedy it's different they, oh, they only like his his uh, serious stuff words. or whatever but i feel like he's it's one of those actors that yeah. he can do anything you give him any kind of movie and he can he can do it yeah i think mm-hmm. well we'll get into that but before we do that what'd you watch last 
Besides um, Jim Carrey movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few things. Um, there was this show that I got sucked into, and it's so good and different, and I just love it. And then found out it was canceled, and I... Of course it was. Wasn't Netflix, always... though. It was good old HBO this time. Oh, which was it? Uh, it's called Made for Love. It's got the the mother from How I Met Your Mother, like the... Oh, okay. I don't know her name, but she's in it. She's great. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's this girl who lives with this super rich guy, like very tech, you know, he's like invented so much stuff. He's like an Elon Musk of... So made, M-A-I-D? <clears throat> Is that how it's spelled? No, it's Oh, M-A-D. okay. I was, I was trying to guess the plot and I was But wrong. basically, he puts like a <laughs> chip in her head and can like... Oh watch everything she does and she tries to escape and she escapes and creepy like, yeah it, it's right. it's weird it's like such a weird show but like oddly it's just like i just loved it, it because it was you. yeah it was just so different and the second season was honestly so good and and okay. i was just so bummed that i got canceled and i'm like Why? that was not at all what i was thinking that no. with that title no but no. now it kind of makes sense made me for love <laughs> under his command yeah super possessive his... rich guy who, like <clears throat> makes makes her rate her orgasms like every morning oh. and like <laughs> and why would they cancel that just, on hbo yeah and then well, like uh, it's that, not you're gonna add like that to that, your cue like there's not a lot of that <laughs> as you think it's it's actually pretty mild <laughs> of a show but it's just oh, it's just so good. I, I definitely recommend it. But, but only two seasons. Only two seasons. Mm. Ten. I think ten episodes. And it leaves the first it open. Season, eight episodes the second. It leaves season. it open at the end of. The- kind of like honestly, I can do with the ending. Okay. I guess kind of. Maybe you know? they knew. I've seen yeah, worse, worse mm. endings for you know, but obviously they didn't know they were canceled, so they got lucky with that. But it still obviously is not the best ending, but. Um, but I also watched uh, The Princess, which mm-hmm. is a new Hulu movie with Joey King. And oh, yeah. I've seen the previews it, for it, that. It's like like Jane Wick. Yeah. But in medieval times. Right. Yeah. That's basically what it Pretty is. Pretty good. Her fighting the entire time. Yeah. I mean, she was great, I thought. I mean, the storyline could use a little work, you know, but the freaking action was awesome. As long as it's entertaining, I guess it's... Yeah. It's what it is. Alan, how about you? Um. Alrighty then. <laughs> uh, not much, actually. Um, not not much, actually. <laughs> not much, actually. Uh, <laughs> you can crack there, I know, right? Because you, right, but um, it's been uh, a while. The new Doctor Strange, <clears throat> and then the Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, I oh. I haven't watched that yet. I know I said I was I going to. It's available yeah, streaming like, now. Because hey, so. when I seen, it, I was like, oh. yeah. Oh my god! I just <laughs> I, text, I was like, hey. It just I was playing Animal Crossing, you know, and like when I play that, I can't really like watch stuff, you know. Like I think that I can watch stuff, too but I don't because I'm too no. into it. So like mm-hmm. I I didn't want to put it on yet, but I, I will. Too. I will watch it. Yes, it should be on there for a while because yeah. especially on Hulu. Right. Yeah. Well, Hulu has rights to Bob's Burgers. Yeah, so twentieth right. century. Yeah. It's on HBO too, I think. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's on HBO. Oh, okay. All right. No, I definitely will get to it because it looks awesome. <laughs> and I love Bob's Burgers, so. It's good. Solid. All right. That's pretty much it. Then I restarted The Sopranos. Okay. I've never seen done. that. I've never seen it either. I know. Crazy. And then they have that movie spinoff. All right. You guys have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, when I was when it was on, I never had the channel that it was on. So oh, I wasn't neither. able to watch it. Me neither. 
I rented it from the library. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or my sister I was like, did. Yeah, right. I didn't have All a right. cable for a long okay. time growing up. So. HBO, I was like, I restarted it, and then I started getting back into it, and I was like, oh, shit. Now I'm noticing yeah. so much more stuff than mm-hmm. I didn't the first time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. Oh, no. So it's definitely like, something I'm interested in because I like good. you know movies like it's or show good. movies like that. But you know what I mean because mm-hmm. I've never seen shows like that. I've seen movies like that. Yeah. But. No, that's good. I got like three episodes left, but I'm sad. Three episodes left? How many seasons are there? Six. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I heard. I do know how it ends. So you didn't just start it. You're almost finished. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> what I like, That was like between those yeah. movies. Like I restarted. Yeah. Binge. That's why he only watched two other movies. Sucked into the Sopranos. It's just been Sopranos. Yeah. I make it feel real violent lately. <laughs> Just, yeah. kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just finished kidding. Up, uh, <laughs> finished up a couple TV series. Finished up The Boys. That's uh, over now, and that was that was pretty oh, entertaining. Yeah, yeah, um, Miss Marvel. The last episode was yesterday, so I I watched that or Wednesday. So I watched that. I have two um, episodes left of that. And you know, just like Moon Knight, it's like, how are they gonna close ever? Mm-hmm. But they do. They find a way. Disney's yeah. crazy like that. Um, kind of makes me more interested to see what they do with her and the, the Marvels uh, next year. Uh, Stranger Things Part Two of Season Four. We finished both. B and Jesse finished that. We're not going to dive much into it because I was like, don't. I'm yeah, not going to. Have you seen it? You watched it or no? Okay. No. So I'm not going. We're not going to talk gonna about it. But it was away, good. But oh, I will a... say I've freaking bawled my eyes out. Okay. <laughs> As did everybody. Well, and then see, I was fine, re- and then something else she's happened. She's revealing too I, much by her she's, emotions. No, she's breaking the rules. Yeah, that she you're doing what I do. Or. You're doing what I do. Apparently, it could be anything. It could be tears of joy or whatever. No, no, that that did not sound like tears of joy at all. Tears of anger with Stranger Things. No, it was it was a good it was a good season, and I think it's the best out of all of them. Oh my god, it was freaking fantastic. I, I wanted The production to, design was good. Yeah. The villain was really good. There's a lot of really cool sets in it. Um, yeah. I Remember, to, they got two months and then we're spoiling it. So you got two months to I'm watch it. it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I was okay. saying because we'll along with Sopranos, so I, want to talk I about restarted it so Stranger Things. We did say that in the last oh, episode. Okay. So now I'm in the season yeah. two, <laughs> two months. again because I'm like, I'm just going to watch them all. That was like three weeks ago. That was. Oh, so it's actually like a month and a week that yeah. you got. That's okay. I'll give it two months from today. Two. Okay. So, and now Sopranos <laughs> is done, you know. Yeah. It shouldn't, it shouldn't take long to get through that. So I might skip season two. I forgot how bad that... It, it's not a bad season. It's just, it's just that no, one the, episode the, the, the without side stories. Yeah, in the but that's that's only like, one episode. No, so the third season's good. There's other things in it to appreciate though that do lead into the other things. I might just read... It's okay though. Episode you just you can skip. <laughs> that's fine. Season three. Watch the Cliff Notes version on yeah. YouTube or something. Like, I got the gist. I remember. Yeah. Uh, I started Only Murders in the Building season two. Oh, There's okay. four episodes on there. Yet. Me and my dad watched it because mm-hmm. I was waiting for me and my dad. It's so great. It the, the writing is so good. Um, I know they got nominated for like eleven Emmys for oh, the wow. Emmys for the first season, mm-hmm. and I think they deserve it. I was wondering where they were going to go with the ending of the first season, yeah. and I was just thinking, where where can they go? And I did not expect this, and where they're going is great. But just think... like the first season, they only reveal a little bit every episode, and you're just like, oh, reveal some more, but you gotta wait for the next episode mm-hmm. for it to reveal more. So that's pretty genius on their end so really good i recommend it and i went and saw thor love and thunder i 
almost asked you, but again, I was like kind of like Alan. I didn't want to bug you on your vacation, okay. but I like really had a feeling. You I did go see it uh, with Chris. <laughs> we always, me and Chris, always check out the newest Marvel movies on like the Thursday before the Friday. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go check it out. That um, is something I probably will see with Sam, even though we still haven't seen Jurassic. Well, forty-five days will be on yet, Disney but, Plus. <laughs> right? No, we will see it before then because. Um, I'm not even going to say anything about it. I'm not even going to say if I liked it or okay, hated great. it. So it's just Marvel and, and like Star Wars. It's like something that, at least on this show, I can't I can't poke at <laughs> until they, everybody's seen it. Yeah. So, uh, but I told Alan what I thought about it because mm-hmm. he doesn't care. <laughs> so I care. Yeah. <laughs> but you wanted to know. <laughs> he, he's he's the, uh, only on only on like Marvel asking and not asking. Well, well the said, Marvel I'm stuff. I see it, and I was like, all right, man, well, hit me up. And well, the Marvel stuff. He yeah. doesn't care about the spoilers as much as others do. So yeah, and, and honestly, I, I wanted to talk to yeah, somebody okay. about it. So right for sure. Um, I was like, I but I will say this: Christian Bale was great. Good performance. Blech. Fantastic. Just kidding. I'm sure no, he, he was, was good. I'm sure um, he was great. He's a uh, yeah. He's he was intimidating. He was kind of he was kind of creepy at times. <laughs> Sorry, he was, I had to do it. That's fine. He was pretty creepy uh, at, at times, but he did a really good job. All right, so that pretty much sums it up for for my recently watched, and we can dive right I've, into. I got a couple more. Uh, <laughs> Okay, yeah. go ahead. Like a Tina moment from Bosworth. Oh, yeah. It was like when Luis and Gene will be done, and she'll be like, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, no, we're not doing that anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. We're stopping Carrie. What have you got? She did the face. Funny, thing. that's so funny. Oh, that's so true. Like, she does do that. She... <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, that was great. Gosh. Wearing the same um, shorts. I What? Oh. Josh, over there. We got the same uh, shorts. Oh, shorts. I thought I said shirt, and I'm like, no, we're not wearing the same shirt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, your DTM shirt off. Um, no, I, I watched, uh, I'm in the third season of Umbrella Academy. Mm. Finally made it. Yes. It's pretty great so far, it's isn't it? so good. It's and, so good. And then, of course, Josh is watching. He's like, how many seasons the first, are there? I'm like, I'm not restarting this right episode, now. First episode, the, the yeah. dance-off is like the greatest thing. Oh, my thing. God. I knew it, it was, was so not... funny. But that was so funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, obviously, there's things that bug me. But, you know, but overall, it's so great. And I haven't finished it. Get him, Luther. <laughs> because, you know, I've been a little busy and whatever. But, um, so I've not finished right. it. But I will get to it. I have, like, four episodes left, I think. But I like where their characters are going. You get more of them, oh, yeah. and you start to like all of them in their own way. And I, I love Five. Right. I, I, I know he's such a little, a little dick, asshole, but, like, but he's I great. I just love him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's wonderful. And Luther, I, love that he's I like to like give Luther man, some you know? more stuff to do in this, and I and I like him. As yeah. A, Agreed. Yeah. All right. Okay, I am done. I watched Son in Law too. Okay, now I'm done. Part two. Wait, what? What? Son in Law. She said son-in-law, too, so I was just... Oh, son-in-law. Also. also. <laughs> I've just been wanting to watch it for Paulie so Shore long. Paulie on a farm. I, I just love that movie. I don't know why. I just, it's so well, great. We talked about it not too long ago. I know. Oh, so the actual movie. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, son-in-law, too? Nah. What no. was this? No. <laughs> it was in a dream we had. <laughs> I was like... Son-in-law, also. Dreaming? But yeah, okay, so now we can move on. Sorry, I'm done. So yeah, no, you're good. Uh, James Eugene Carey, born in Newmarket, Ontario, Canada, January 17th. 1962. Growing up, he had a nickname, James Eugene the String Bean. <laughs> so he was very skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I love this guy. I mean, he. When I was growing up, I was kind of trying to do what he did, but the, like the slow motion falling down the stairs, and the, <laughs> the impressions, and twisting yeah. my face. You know, he was good at contorting his face to do impressions. He actually discovered he had a knack of impressions uh, at the age of eight. And when he turned 10, he sent a letter and a resume to Carol Burnett because she had her own comedy variety mm-hmm. show back in that time saying that he was a master of impressions and needed to be on her show. And he was actually really excited because she wrote him back. Aww. Sort of a thank you type of thing. So yeah. he always that always stuck with him uh, forever. Awesome. Although he didn't grow up... Uh, really nice i mean his uh, father was a musician his mother was a homemaker but during when he was in high school his family became suddenly homeless and they had to live in their volkswagen van for a while while him and he has three siblings him and his brother had to stay in a tent in a nearby park for a while and it started to get better for them uh when their father got a job at a tire factory as an accountant so the family got a place directly across the street from the factory and jim and his brother would work there as janitors to help out the family. Um, but while they were, he was working at the factory, he began to perform comedy in, the down, in downtown Toronto. Uh, later in his life, in an interview, he said, if my career in show business hadn't panned out, I would probably be working today in Hamilton, Ontario at the DeFasco Steel Mill. <laughs> so it's a good thing it, it went, you know, the comedy route. Yeah. Uh, he performed at the Yuck Yucks Comedy Club one night a week in 1977 Yuck, at the age of 15. <laughs> Uh, he wasn't received positively from the audience. Actually, his first act, he bombed. Really? His mom made him his own suit to wear, and it was a oh. yellow suit with tails, <laughs> similar to the suit he wears in I the was mask. Literally, yeah. Oh, I was like <laughs> thinking Dumb and Dumber, you know, like the blue and orange. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> and it wasn't until 1979 when he had a more polished act, and he would return to stage to do like 20 minute spots. And those performances were received much better, and his open mic nights would eventually turn into regular paid shows, because at first they weren't really paid. And his reputation was building in the process. Uh, In 1980, Carey tried to break into sketch comedy by auditioning for Saturday Night Live. They unfortunately passed on him and instead hired uh, actor Charles Rocket, who... Carrie actually worked with in two different movies. I mean, we'll get to that. I was like, I don't know who You that know is. who it is if I say <laughs> who he played. He can't be that great right. if I've never even funny. heard of him. Um, he, he kept making his rounds around Canada, <laughs> started to get more attention, and then he landed a main role in a made-for-TV movie called Introducing Janet. In 1981, he played a struggling impressionist comic named Tony Maroney. Uh, when it was released on VHS, it was the title was changed to Rubberface. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't see this. Yep. In order to take advantage of his ability to contort his face for his impressions, okay. yeah, this the is movie is not, not good. Yeah, I was like, I did not watch this. But I couldn't it's, find it. But... It's pretty bad. But you know, y'all got we all got to start somewhere. So uh, he started making club appearances in the U.S. and was soon noticed by Rodney Dangerfield, who signed him to be his opening act during his tour performances. Okay. So that was a great yeah. contact right for there. Sure. For sure. In, 19, in, in 1983, Carey moved to Hollywood and became, began performing regularly at the Comedy Store, which was founded by Pauly Shore's parents. Okay. So it's owned by the Shores. And, uh, and in 84, he landed a lead role in the NBC, NBC sitcom The Duck Factory. So The Duck Factory... Which, it's kind of unavailable to buy on disc or VHS or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe at like eBay or something. But you can watch them on YouTube. 
Okay. Uh, there's 13 episodes. He plays a guy named Skip Tarkenton, who's like an <laughs> eager animator who moves to California to get a job working at an animation studio. And he gets a chance to because the owner of the animation studio uh, received a letter from him and said, yeah, but I'd like to meet you. But as soon, this is in the first episode. So as soon as he gets there, unfortunately, the owner's dead. He dies and they're carrying out his casket as he's going into the building to look for him. It's a, it's a comedy. It's a sitcom. So it has like the the fake canned laughter in the background, even though the jokes aren't the greatest. Oh, okay. But he ends up kind of like working there. They, they, they're like, we want new blood in this company. So they give him the job and all of his other coworkers are like, I don't really like him. And they create this cartoon called Dippy Duck and he voices the duck. And that's kind of what the show's about. It's not okay. bad. It's interesting to see where I he comes from. He's so young in it. I see that on the list I looked at, so I don't know how I missed that. But So, you know, and then his uh, his career got better because also that year he de- he got to debut his impressionist act on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and a, got a small part in a comedy film called Finders Keepers with Beverly D'Angelo and Brian Dennehy, which I didn't see. I didn't watch that one either. And ever since then, he just, you know... Started to do some more movies and then eventually became who he is now. There's been a few, a few little notes that I, I wrote as well. In 98, he performed on stage at an Elton John concert with Elton John, Rocket Man. Um, in 2001, he had the most wins at the MTV Movie Awards. Nine. <laughs> Nine. I remember. I watched all of them. He like, won Best Villain for Cable Guy and stuff. Uh, he received his U.S. citizenship in 2004, but maintains a dual citizenship of both the U.S. and Canada. Oh, that's what Josh has. Mm-hmm. And he shares the same birthday as Andy Kaufman, so that's kind of foreshadowing oh, right wow. there. Yeah. Uh, when Tupac was in prison, uh, he wrote letters to him uh, to help make him laugh and smile. Tupac said that Carrie was his favorite actor, so that's kind of cool. Hmm. Um, he was originally casted as Dr. Evil in Austin Powers, but turned it down. Or liar liar. Oh, he was considered that, for that both actually would have been interesting. He was considered both for both Willy Wonka and Jack Sparrow, but you know, dropped out of those. And in 2013, he published his first children's book called How How Roland Rolls. Uh, it won a children's book award, and the story is about a wave named Roland who thinks when he hits the beach his life will be over, but when he gets Aww. but when he gets deep he's struck by the notion that he's not just a wave but the whole big wide ocean. Aww. I kinda wanna get it just yeah, to just to see. Like he doesn't delightful. do the, the art work, he just it's the story. I should so buy that's it his. It's on Amazon. It's like nine bucks on Amazon. Okay. So yeah, you know, he has we, we know all of his popular movies and everything's like that, but he also had little tiny appearances. I like his little his little cameo in Anchorman too. Uh, the legend continues where he played the CBC News anchor, Scott yeah. Riles, Canadian News. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, loved him as doing the Joe Biden impressions on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I, I still haven't seen The Office, but I know he was on an episode of The Office as the Finger Lakes guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did episodes of Drunk History, and he was even on an episode of 30 Rock, um, So, which I also haven't seen. Well, we can dive right into his movies. The first one I have on my list is Copper Mountain, 1983, also starring Alan Thicke. Jim Carrey plays a guy named Bobby Todd. Jesse, you watch this one. Tell me about Copper Mountain. Okay, well, it's only 60 minutes. Nice. <laughs> I think it's made for TV. It's very yeah. short. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very terrible. <laughs> Alan Thicke is like so obsessed with skiing, and mm-hmm. then Jim Carrey... like Obsessed what? with women. 
Yeah, and then the half the movie, if not more, is like this country guy singing a bunch of songs, <laughs> and then like them in between scenes. And Sounds it's, great. Oh, Alan's the, facial expression the, says it, it it's, all. It's some high quality <laughs> TV right there. It's nineteen eighty three. I mean, the, literally, the quality of the movie itself is just so terrible. But <laughs> it's he made makes for a TV. lot of weird faces that you know is totally Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. and like it's totally you see him the potential in this movie. Out yeah, but it, it the, the whole movie itself is just ugh, cringe. <laughs> it's very cringy. <laughs> I do own it on DVD, but I haven't watched mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I watched it on Tubi. So oh, yeah, I think I got it at a garage sale. Fun watching <laughs> like commercials for an hour movie. <laughs> You're like, hey, Jim Carrey's on this. I'm gonna buy this. Yeah, and they put his face right on the cover. Yeah. That's that's the thing that they do now with like old movies well, that these actors are in. So. Yeah, but it would be Alan Thick because he gets the top billing. But because Carrey, because they like, well, he they re, they released that on DVD like a decade after it came out when he was more popular okay. and threw his face on uh, okay. it. They did the same thing with uh, the movie Mazes and Monsters with Tom Hanks. They put his face right on it and they made up this cool looking poster art for the the case and it's nothing like the movie and his and his face on it is like 90s um tom hanks but the movie was made in 1980 so So speaking of tom hanks you would be very proud i watched you've got mail hey and it's because my friend my friend chris had it on and he he likes but you've seen it before didn't rom-com like that yeah i've seen it before but it's been so long that i was like oh my god i forget so much it was so good (laughs) <laughs> Alan's doing a little yeah, happy dance. All, <laughs> all right, uh, 1985. We we did talk about this in the vampire episode, and that's once bitten. <laughs> Interesting. Plays the character Mark Kendall. Yeah, he's he, he's good in it. Like mm-hmm. the movie's oh, for sure, stupid, yeah. but he's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm not wearing a costume. I'm gonna yeah. bring that back. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, in 1986, we're not going to talk about this because we've already uh, talked about it in the Cage episode, and that's Peggy Sue Got Married, where he plays Walter Getz. Right. He, I mean, he's not like a huge role in it anyway. Right. He's in maybe a few But he's in the main either. cast. Yeah. If you look but... at the main cast, so I had to include it. Yeah. Um, and then in 1988, he got a little bit part in a Clint Eastwood movie called The Deadpool, which is part of the Dirty Harry series. I, I and did this not is watch actually this. the final dirty Harry movie out of all the dirty Harry oh, okay. movies I don't think I've um, seen any of them honestly in it's this like the James Bond franchise sorry to cut you off no go ahead no, it's no, like, not, yeah. you're a part of this I show I think I'm in like early 70s yeah. my dad loves them yeah I know it's I think a, there's like he's seven a cop eight eight of Harry yeah. Callahan's a and, cop um, and that's what he said for what, 80s 88 87 88 yeah yep. that was like the last one because was getting old, oh, okay. yeah. it's the same kind of thing, but it's just he's a cop on, on cases. He's a detective on different cases. But in this one, Harry Callahan must stop a secret contest to murder local <laughs> celebrities. But Jim Carrey has a little bit part in there so uh, as the character. I'm just kidding. <laughs> as the character Johnny Squares. Uh, this one, of course, with Clint Eastwood and Liam Neeson. Young Liam Neeson's in this too. Aww. Also in 1988, we get the weird musical comedy Earth Girls Are Easy, where he plays a red furry alien named Whiplock. I did watch this. It's so stupid, but I like it. I thought Jim Carrey was adorable in this movie. He's a red furry alien. I loved him in it. It was so great. When they they just shaved him and they became instantly human from just (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh, so the guy that uh, was supposed to and be with faces are all of a sudden just not the color. That the guy were. that was cheating on Gina Davis. Uh -huh. That's Charles Rocket. Yeah, that's the guy from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah that's Charles that. Rocket yeah. who got the job on SNL over Jim oh, Carrey. Ew. I'm saying he used to be more of a, a bigger name back he then. He seemed like a big comedian to me. He seems like he a was. real big asshole. And then he committed suicide. Oh, okay. Rocket. Now I feel oh, bad. Frank. Yeah, why do you so really like this is uh, <laughs> to yeah. say, <laughs> give him a chance because he is no, good and he used to be him. really good. Um, I'm but sorry. yes, this this is a bonkers <laughs> musical about a California girl who befriends three furry aliens after they crash land in her swimming pool. Uh, we also get Jeff Goldblum and Damon Wayans as uh, furry aliens as well with their own language. <laughs> Gina Davis in this movie. This movie's rated PG, but there's some innuendo in this that it's like... She's just very... Could have got a PG-13 rating. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Well, oh. I mean, that's kind of the musical standard, I guess, yeah. for the 80s. Uh, but this is the movie where... This is the first time Carrie worked with Damon Wayans, and Damon Wayans first noticed him and was so impressed by him that he told his brother... <laughs> Oh, he, he had to tell he had to tell his brother Keenan Ivory about him because Keenan Ivory was um, developing in Living Color. So that's how Carrie got in with the Wands. Lizard yes. girls are oh, easy. Nice. I have never seen that show, but I have heard of it. What, so did he great! No, so great! Wait, I did it. <laughs> Come on, lay down. Um, but before we get to In Living Color, he did do one more movie with Clint Eastwood where he played a small bit part as a lounge entertainer in a movie called Pink Cadillac in 1989, which was a kind of a weird action comedy yeah. that Clint Eastwood was in. I couldn't it, find this one, so I didn't watch it. It's all right. Well, in 1990 for four years. It's hard to find years, all these older ones. Yeah. We got In Living Color in 1990. Great show. Great sketch comedy. Um, I grew up watching it. It only lasted four years. And Jim Carrey... Was like the only white dude on the show, yeah. and he created some of the funniest char characters ever that would kind of like come back a little bit in future movies. It's so like of SNL course, jokes on you. Well, yeah. So of course, you know, <laughs> yeah. he, he had to parody Vanilla Ice and Snow, which was great when mm -hmm. he parodied both of those. And then of course we get his famous characters like Fire Marshal Bill, Vera D. Vera D. De Milo, uh, the background guy Grandpa Jack McGee, and Jay Cordage. So. His uh, his Rocky impression was his Rocky impression. They did a couple scenes of his because he could make his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he did that a lot. Too. He did that a lot. Copper Mountain. Yeah, like. he's really good at that. Back then it was great because it was like. And you know, working with Clint Eastwood, no he got the Eastwood impressions yeah. down anytime he did the Eastwood impression because yeah. he would work with him. So. Yeah, he sang a song in Copper Mountain. I forgot, and it was actually pretty good. He was like impersonating someone, and I can't remember, but it's actually pretty good. Great. He does. He can sing. Yeah, yeah he's got a good one. Um, oh, I've heard him sing a lot in that show. Kidding. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. I, on YouTube, you can yeah. watch at least his skits from In Living Color, and I do yeah. recommend it. Yeah, it's I want to do that. I, I meant um, to do that, and I just forgot. Some of the jokes are dated because it came out the early nineties, right, but, but still. it's still very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in 92, he had an uncredited appearance as Death in a movie called High Strung, which was straight to video, which I do own uh, on VHS. It's really funny, but it's it's a really, you can't find it anywhere. It's written, written and starring Steve Odekirk, and Steve Odekirk is hilarious. 
He directed a few movies. He did Nothing to Lose with Tim Robbins and Martin oh, Lawrence. I used to and, love that uh, movie. He was the security guard in that movie that like would dance while he's like looking around with his flashlight like, and stuff. Uh, okay. uh, he had his own show in the nineties called SteveOdekirk.com. Like he is very funny. He created Jimmy Neutron and Barnyard. He created oh, those, did okay. the animation for those. Um but yeah, he plays an uptight kids book author who spends the day complaining about everything and then gets warped visions of death and that something will happen to him at 8 p.m. That's basically it. I mean, it's him talking to the camera, complaining about everything, kind of like a stand-up. Oh. And it's hilarious. The stories that he talks about and all the little things that he complains about are stuff that we know of, but we would never compl- like complain out loud yeah. about them. Talking about like watermelon popsicles and he found a seed in one. Because they want to be like authentic watermelon popsicles. It's hilarious. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, in nine, also in 92, Carrie did a made-for-TV drama movie called Doing Time on Maple Drive. I did not watch this. I know you said it was on YouTube, on YouTube. but I didn't uh, watch it. This movie got Doing an time. Emmy for Best Supporting Actress. Um, yeah, he plays like an alcoholic brother. I watched like half of it. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. But again, it's still cool to see where he came from. So now we're going to get into his big year. His big year. And we started with 1994's Ace Ventura Pet Detective, which he created the character, wrote the screenplay. Naked (laughs) glove. So many great lines. Is it stupid? Yes. But is it a hilarious? Of course. So great. My favorite line. I'm sorry. My favorite line. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. <laughs> Love that line. <laughs> of course, he plays our title character, and he has to, and he's he, you know, he's a detective uh, of pets, all animals. He loves all animals. He owns a lot of animals, and the the mascot of the Miami Dolphins goes missing. So he's on the case to find that dolphin. Ace on the case. Yep. Dan Marino is in there as himself. <laughs> we get Courtney Cox. Tone Loke is in there because it's the 90s. Are you in Courtney Cox? You don't like Courtney Cox? In the good way. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> young, young Courtney Cox. Okay. I was like, ah. don't you at Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Was... All right. Just making sure. Mm-hmm. I was pleased. Yes. <laughs> Anything you guys want to talk about with Ace Ventura? I I just, uh, when I was a kid, I would always do the door thing, you know, where he's like standing on the thing. Oh, the sliding door. (laughs) (laughs) I used to do that a lot. That was a weird kid. I I always love when they go undercover in the mental asylum. Okay, I did that last week. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) My sliding door isn't that smooth, so I can't do it. I have to. You know, and then it like comes off. So I just look like a jackass. So I'm like, right. ah, 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 ah. <laughs> the screen though, that that'll slide. You know, but it doesn't have the same effect. No, yeah, not, no, but yeah, I did that a lot, a lot as a kid. So I, I loved this movie. Oh yeah, doing the slow mo when he's in the mental oh, institution yeah. as the the football player. Put me in the game yeah, we used to do that a lot too. Just give me a chance. Oh, and it always made me laugh when he's hiding from somebody. He tries to just fit in a box that he obviously cannot fit in. And that always made me laugh. This movie was the epitome of 90s comedy. It was oh so great. God, he was so good at, just at those long... And I, feel, I feel like if, if you didn't grow up watching it then... You're not going to appreciate it as much. It's so over the top. Are you serious? Have you seen what's considered comedy nowadays? Oh, I know. He was so good. Everything comedy nowadays is like raunchy, raunchy, raunchy. And And not saying this one has a little bit. This has a little bit. But like, 
Comedy, though, back then, like, didn't rely on yeah. that, if that makes well, sense. Well, they had those. Like, they were just, they were just For sure, not but not, like, the entire thing. Promise. Like, yeah. And he was just, he was such a good performer. Yeah, he was Still really is. good. Like, so, to do that slow-mo thing. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, Tell me someone that acted that could do I that. I used to do that, too. Well, I, mean, I couldn't it. do it, but, I mean, I used to try. Yeah, like, 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 yeah. oh, my God. My, me and my and, best friend in, back in the day, our, it was our favorite movie, and we would quote this and Liar Liar all the time. That was like two movies that we would watch all the time, and we would quote them. Yeah, and his his lines were all Carrie's lines that he used in his stand-up when he did stand-up. Yeah. So the whole... When he did, when he used to do a stand-up, he would be like, "Hey, everybody, I'm Jim Carrey. All righty then." Yeah. So <laughs> that brought that into that. The yeah. who's a hair? That yeah. was all him. So he created his crazy a, ass hair. Yeah, he created a character out of his his little lines. His weird outfit. But he was so, so good weird. at those fast explanations of things. Yeah. When he's talking about Roger Predactor's yeah. murder, yeah. when he's revealing uh, Lieutenant Einhorn at the end, yeah. that long speech that was so good. Everything. <laughs> I have this question to this day. So the psychiatric ward scene. Yeah. You know when he goes and he face plants into that the cushion bench, thing? I'm yeah. like, was that sound effect? Or did Jim Carrey really oh, no. slam I'm pretty face. sure he yeah, slammed that, yeah. his face. But, I'm but like, oh, they, no, probably turned the, they probably turned the volume up God. a little bit. Yeah. Even watching this damn like, oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, I get committing, I but Jesus. He was very he committed. He gets up like it's nothing. Yeah, and like, and my like, nose wants to nah, bleed like, just he hearing that. I had a minor concussion. He was like, what's yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim, we need another take. Wait, wait a minute. I ain't got yeah. another one. In. Yeah. Uh, so this was directed by Tom Shadiak. He's still around to this day, but, but, but at that time he was known for doing uh, Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy and Patch Adams with I Robin Williams. I loved that Williams. movie, too. The... Jim Carrey's favorite band at the time is a death metal band called Cannibal Corpse. And he fought with the studio to get them as an appearance in the movie. So they're in the movie in that metal bar scene when he's going in there to oh, meet his friend. That's Cannibal the ones on the Yeah, stage? that's Cannibal okay. Corpse. And Jim Carrey is a huge fan of them, huge fan of death metal, and wanted to, which was surprising. Yeah. But it was great. Yeah, I so can't. So they, they threw him in there. Metal. I can't either, but. Some, you know, I respect him for his. Yeah, I listen to some music with some. It's the air conditioner. I thought it was like pouring rain. For no, me. it is supposed to start raining soon, but. <laughs> cool. No, I I like some stuff with some screaming, but most Tom of the time Ace. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's so hard to talk about this movie because there's there's so, so many great many lines, great, so many yeah. great moments, scenes, and it's like. I feel like I'll forget too much. Like, yeah. you just have to watch it. You just I, have to watch it. I wasn't going to rewatch it, but I ended shame up doing it. Yeah. And fix your life. <laughs> just fix your life. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so quotable. <laughs> Every I used to know this movie from from beginning to end. Yeah. Quote everything. When I rewatched it, because I was like, I'll do some rewatches. <laughs> yeah. You know, even though I've seen it a million times, it's still to this day one of those movies that I can watch without being distracted. Yeah. Like, from beginning to end. Only, yeah. only Jim Carrey can talk out of his ass and it'd be hilarious. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> I, do you have a mint? Yeah, Perhaps to, some banaca? I used to try to Glow do that too, but obviously I couldn't. <laughs> he was the master at it. We couldn't do it. I couldn't keep my balance and kept like falling. I told you I was a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> 
And he does the song with Tone Loke at the end credits, too, where it's Jim Carrey going, Tone, put that big-ass size 13 on and kick it for the homies. It's like a Tone Loke song. Pretty great. (laughs) And that same year. So this this year is the trifecta of Jim Carrey's, like, the peak, like the height of his comedy right here. And in this same year, we got The Mask, uh, where he plays Stanley Ipkiss, bank teller. Uh, the Mask is based on a Dark Horse comic from 1991, and the comics were a little more. <laughs> the comics were a little more adult oriented, so this was kind of toned down for teenagers. Because in the yeah. comic, in the I comic, know, like... the wearers of the mask would become psychotic and kill people in hilariously gruesome ways. So it was very violent, very yeah. fucked up. So this was the fun version. Uh, this is directed by Chuck Russell, who gave us the fan favorite Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. That's one of a lot. <laughs> and, you know, you would think that a lot of it is the prosthetics, but no, that's a Ooh. lot of it is his face. He was so good at the facial expressions. I mean, yeah, he wore, you know, the makeup, which took four hours to apply that every day. Yeah. <laughs> and like an hour to take <laughs> off. Uh, but a lot of those facial expressions were all him, and he was perfect for it. Yeah. It had really fun special effects. It, it was so many great parts, especially when his dog gets the mask. Like, that was oh, so yeah. funny. <laughs> he's peeing on the guy. Yeah. Like, that was just, it was great. I, so I like when like he's, a, like, fake dying, and he's like, <coughs> and then all of a sudden, he looks he, at the guy, and he's like, <coughs> yeah. in his face. And then he, he farts. Like, yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> It's like they love me. They really love me. <laughs> it was a parody, you know. It was. He broke the fourth wall. This is like oh Deadpool before God. Deadpool. Yeah. Like it was, it was the tame version of Deadpool, but it was still great. He was like a superhero, but he was a villain and he was a dick when he was a mask. It was great. He was everything. He was. This was this movie was a staple in our VHS collection. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Watched this it all the time. One, oh, yeah. I, I love the look I, of the I city. I this all the time. Yes. The, the comic look of the city with the different colors mm-hmm. of like blue and purple and stuff. The, the Coco Bongo Club. Mm-hmm. And he got to perform that song midway through the movie. Cuban, Cuban Beat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is on the soundtrack. Oh, actually yeah. sung by Carrie. <laughs> Uh, this was Cameron Diaz's first movie. Yes, her it first was. role. Mm-hmm. You can tell she looks very, very young. No, and she, she did a good does. job. She did a great mm-hmm. job. Uh, I can't look at the villain, the guy that plays her uh, boyfriend in it, without thinking of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, that really upsets me. <laughs> he has that face of yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he was the perfect choice for the dickhead. bad guy. You know, for oh, the longest yeah. time growing up, and I shit you not, I was always like, "That's Julia Roberts' brother in real life." Because they have like the same kind of facial structure and like it's the, not the, though. The, yeah, I know it's not. But as a yeah. kid growing up, I was like, no, 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 that's her yeah. brother. They look just like look at his lips. Yeah. Uh, and I, then I love that like when he put the mask on, he like looked like he got like a shit ton of. He plastic looked like surgery. evil. He looked like yeah. he looked like evil Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the creepiest shit. He's like, there's always time. For one last kiss. I was like, oh. <laughs> Give it up, man. He's got the little alien tongue yeah, sticking out. I was like, okay. <laughs> that shit was creepy. I was going to mention this with Ace Ventura. She took one but for the team. She, but, <laughs> she, she did. I, <laughs> but I love the, that he, you know, and he took the role because Stanley was a huge fan of cartoons. And Jim Carrey loves cartoons. Yeah, so I, I like that he brought all of that into his what he does like when yeah. he's watching her on stage and hits his head with a mallet because that's what the wolf did in the droopy yeah, cartoons and the heart and beating that. out of yeah, his chest it was great yeah. Yeah. it was perfect for when you're a kid growing up with this because it's like a live action cartoon it yeah. was great 
Uh, this had a cartoon series on Saturday morning, and so did Ace Ventura. That had a cartoon oh, series. Oh, I watched as well. the yeah. Ace Ventura cartoon when I was a kid. <laughs> I watched yeah. both. It was alright. It, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> it's you know, it's no live action, but no, it, I no. still watched it just because mm-hmm. I was a fan. But you know, uh, there was supposed and to I be love a, animals. Yeah, there was supposed to be a sequel to The Mask. I mean, this is before Son of the I Mask. I was like, but, there was, and uh, we're not going to talk. But about no, it. there was supposed <laughs> to be a Mask Two with Jim no. Carrey <laughs> and Nintendo Power. Don't exist. The magazine that Nintendo had, that I had a subscription to, had a contest where the winner would be a walk-on in the movie, The Mask 2. But uh, Carrie declined reprising the role, so the movie was canceled. Oh. And in the magazine's final issue, they had to issue an apology to the winner of that contest. Oh, damn, <laughs> no. They better oh, gave you know him what? some good shit. They better have like, compensated it really. They a copy of The Mask on VHS. <laughs> I bet you the winner was Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> and yeah. they were like you know we let you down yeah. before. I'm gonna make it anyway uh, everybody can skip Son of the Mask Yikes. it was not great no it, it doesn't exist oh sorry I refuse I to this day I refuse um, to this day and the other big <laughs> 1994 comedy we get Dumb and Dumber where he plays Lloyd Christmas directed by the Fairley Brothers I must have got this year wrong because I have that as 1995. Oh, it was 94. The, the oh, trifecta okay. comedy, which also had a cartoon series, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I did not know that. It's it's something. You should definitely check <laughs> it out. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's, um, it's like, why did they? Okay. All right. Is he the um, voice? No, no, he's not the voice no, in any of them. No, so no, no. Okay. They were just. They were just made, yeah, they were just, while it's still I love this movie. I saw it at AMC, uh, and it was sold out the first day. I never laughed so hard in my life watching it, especially the diarrhea scene. The diarrhea scene still to this day is the funniest <laughs> yeah. diarrhea scene ever. I mean, many movies have tried to mimic that, too, the, the, the it, diarrhea scene, and it never is, is as good. No. As Jeff Daniels is impression like his 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 face the the fear yeah the fear With the, the fact that he of the handle and you're yeah. like oh shit I was literally just gonna talk about this scene because as a kid I didn't it didn't register until I literally just watched it a, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago that it registered what the stall actually said and why that guy came oh to different the stall. scene. But we're talking about uh, oh, the window the handle on the thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was talking about the uh, stall door. We'll get to that. Like, well, bass. You went dark. Real quick. Yeah, you went yeah, dark. Great dark. Wow. You went for a good time with sea bass yeah. when we're oh, talking well, about diarrhea. I'm just saying, as a kid, I didn't realize what that was. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those Yo. things that you know the adult things you don't pick up on, and then you. Oh yeah, no, there's a lot in this movie. But Jeff Daniels was so great as Harry. Back to happy, funny. Um. We also get Charles Rocket again. We get Lauren Holly. Chelsea, Michigan, I think. Lauren Holly is also in this movie, which Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey married her, and it only lasted like a year. Um, Yeah, no, the the diary scene. There's a deleted scene, which is on the special edition of Dumb and Dumber, where Harry takes the whole toilet off, like, (laughs) trying to fix it. But, you know, I get it, why they cut it, but it's it's so great. This this is another great quotable movie. Funny lines, funny facial expressions. I mean, Jim Carrey's chipped tooth was actually his... He, he chipped his tooth when he was younger and has been wearing like a like a fake piece over... It's still to this day, like a fake piece over oh, his, his tooth. Yeah. I've always wondered uh, that. Yeah, that was... He chipped it like a years and years before and just decided that it'd be funny to have a character yeah. that has that. And he was right. It's hilarious. Was like, How does it Terrible over? haircut. 
but then not be yeah. there. I don't know. <laughs> but would you, on a first date with a girl, want to blow up her bathroom like that? Well, that's what I'm talking about with the realism. Because it's like, that is one of the biggest fears to, for me to this day. Well, it wasn't his fault. Well, it wasn't, no. but it's the fear because yeah. like, oh, you yeah, can't get rid of sure. it. Like, you're like, yeah. what the hell? Oh, I like yeah. that he actually laughs at his own squeak fart at the end of it. I thought that was great. <laughs> also, great part is when they're skiing, him and uh, Mary Mary Sampsonite are, uh, are skiing, and he just, like, launches that snowball Man. right in her face. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and he just did not, he was like, what? <laughs> It's like what? What up? What? Step what? up! <laughs> and she's like, it's she all seemed fun. to like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she kind of oh, liked it. Yeah, that's right. Dark in her own, man. <laughs> <laughs> she liked it. Shit. And you know, like you said, watching it now, you start to, you know, understand things a little bit more. Yeah. So when I watched it later in life, one of my favorite lines in the movie is, "I bet you I can get you gambling before the end of the day." <laughs> Did that ever happen? It was, yeah, it was in, in the, the car, van. and he's like, oh, "You're actually gambling." Yeah, and he's well, like, and, "And Harry's like, I don't gamble. Nope, I don't want to gamble. I don't, I don't do it. I, know, I, or, I, I don't bet. Scene, I don't bet." I and he's mean... just like, "I bet you twenty bucks, I can get you gambling by the end of the day." It's yeah, like, and that's on. what I mean. Does so he ever get into bet. Well, no, gamble. I bet you twenty bucks. And he goes, "You're on. You're so on." So he took gambling. the bet without realizing he's gambling. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah. So interesting, like when uh, so Seabass, we're gonna get to your your bathroom business there, but they they scam Seabass for the diner bill, and when they're getting away, Carrie is like, "I saw it in a movie once," and he's like, "That's so genius!" And uh, actually, he's referencing an, an old Jeff, Jeff Daniels movie called Something Wild. His his character did that. Oh. <laughs> um, but you were saying when we meet Seabass later in the movie. Because he goes into a stall. Yeah, we, we don't have to talk about. It. I just, oh, I just meant that you know, scene. like when I was young, I didn't For understand that scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought he was scared because he was gonna get beat up. Not the, you know, whatever. But no, whatever there's there, other yeah. things happening. Yeah, no. No, we got to see Jeff Daniels light his feet on fire, which was hilarious. Yeah. Talk, trying to get a lady. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this was also. This was the second Carrie movie in our household that was a staple. But my mom was so she bought it right. But she didn't let us unwrap it until I was 12. <laughs> so I went, wait, wait, 85, 95. It came out, what, 94, right? Yeah. 95. So I think it was like 95, late 95, early 96. Because she was like, you're older enough now. Yeah. But she until then, she kept it in the yeah. brand new wrapping. You're like... So I then, just so wanted to watch it. Summer. No, I didn't yeah. even know we had it. Yeah. Oh, she, okay. she brought it out. She was just like, hey, I got this. Oh. And I was just like... <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Is that the mask? Well, the guy from the mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that was another staple, but she was like, no, go wait. Wait. Gotta wait. It like, makes <laughs> me a little older, because, you know, 94. Yeah, I was like, nine. So yeah, there's brief was nudity like in it. Yeah, so. she was, yeah. yeah, she was like, mm -mm. You get to see Lauren Holly's butt in that dream sequence, which yeah. that dream sequence was awesome. It was. <laughs> Where he's yeah. daydreaming while driving. <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant scene, the, the kung fu. I mean, yeah, you, you watch it now if you didn't grow up with it. It's so dumb. But Today, it's so great. It's a classic. It's a classic. And me and Alan, we, we talk about, we want to go to those alternate dimensions where they, you know, have originally casted somebody and see what the movie would be like if they went yeah. with their original choices. Their original choice, I know you're going to look at this and be like, no, mm -hmm. I'm glad they didn't pick them. You know, but 
Uh, just let it which, sink but in. Let for it sink a in. But if Jim Carrey and, and, and Jeff Daniels were I not feel around, very offended. No, I'm not. <laughs> I wasn't doing an impression of you. I'm doing no, an impression of everybody because everybody would say this. Are you? Everybody, I say it a lot, right. so. everybody, but no, everybody would say this. I'm just joking. So you just imagine a world where Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels didn't exist. So their original choices were Gary Oldman as Harry. Because he's a very versatile actor. I mean, Jeff Daniels was known for being a very versatile actor yeah. and not a goofy comedian. True. And Trying Nick Cage as Lloyd. Nick Cage as Lloyd. <laughs> and what? Nick, Nick Cage. Cage and Gary Oldman. They were originally considered for the parts. That's an odd couple right there. You know, why not? Well, well so is Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Especially Jeff yeah. Daniels. They're Jeff like, Daniels what? just yeah. did arachnophobia. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Uh, Clint Eastwood approached Jeff Daniels at a golf course once to tell him what he thought of the movie and Daniels braced for disappointment but Clint said that the bathroom scene had actually happened to him on a date once. Oh no! See, because it's awesome. Real yeah, in these streets out here, like you gotta watch um, what you drink or eat before yeah. a date. Did you uh, oh, recognize the hotel that they stayed at in Aspen? No, I guess it's the so. Overlook Hotel from Is The it? Shining. Okay, yeah. that's funny. My mom just, don't say shining. my mom just went there um, when she went to Colorado a couple weeks ago, oh, and she went awesome. to the actual hotel. Yeah. I'd like to go there. They did like tours, and that's cool. She said it's it's way different. Well, yeah. yeah, she's like it's. Well, I was like, yeah, but it wasn't like filmed 40 years there. Ago. Like, <laughs> Uh, Harlan Williams makes his film debut in this movie <laughs> as the bike cop drinking the piss. <laughs> Give me that booze, you little pumpkin pie haircutted freak. Yeah. <laughs> you keep your mouth closed and you know it's best for you. Tic Tac, sir? Man, where I know him mostly from and half baked. Nope. Oh. Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. I was literally just <laughs> going to say that. Movie? That is hilarious. Yes. I saw that before. What? Not Dumb and Dumb. Not yeah. Sorority Boys. <laughs> That came out. That was I know, later. I know, no, but Rocket Man. I, I saw that first and I was like, huh, huh. <laughs> Rocket Man. Shame on me. All right, 1995. We're up in 95 and we get Batman Forever. Jim Carrey gets to play uh, the Riddler, a.k.a. Edward, Edward Nigma. Kind of channels the Frank Gorshin from the Adam West series Riddler into his performance. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was he great. was good mm-hmm. as uh, the movie. You know, you're coming off of Batman and Batman Returns. You're gonna have mixed feelings about it because it was a different direction. But I was a kid. I didn't care. It was still Batman, and it was Jim Carrey. Yeah. So I was oh, happy. Sure. Yeah, I saw him do. <laughs> I did too. It was, I, it was very Jason exciting. And I did not. Yeah. It was exciting. AMC. <laughs> I didn't see any of these in theaters. Mm, missed out. I didn't but it's okay. Really, you were like four years I old. I was five. <laughs> Was, oh yeah, was she was born born in 90. ninety. She was born in ninety. So I was five. So I, I, you know, I was. My parents didn't really take me to movies that young, but I saw a movie in the theaters yeah. the year you were born. I was at the theater seeing Ninja Turtles because that's when that came out. Uh, this one is by Joel Schumacher, of course. This is the Val Kilmer one, not the George Clooney one. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Nicole Kidman, Chris O'Donnell. Uh, Jim Carrey actually wanted to shave a question mark into his head. Uh, and the and the director liked that idea, but he was actually due to be in court the next week for his um, uh, divorce, so oh they scrapped no. that. <laughs> uh, I would have just showed up. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> put a hat on. Yeah. Like, fucking Jim Carrey. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Carrey. Like, I just <laughs> it's a divorce. Watch Batman forever. It's a divorce okay, hearing, like, so it might have not worked in his favor. Copper so. Mountain. Well, they're they're um, gonna be like, oh, this guy is just like fucking. I weird. don't know. No, he's a fucking actor. Like, I don't know. <laughs> 
I would have done uh, this. Robin Williams was offered the part of the Riddler uh, from Warner Brothers, but he refused immediately because he was still bitter about being used as bait to lure Jack Nicholson to commit to play the Joker in the first Batman. Robin Williams? Yeah, they casted him first, but it was only as bait to get Jack Nicholson to say yes. I was so, bitter too. Wow. Yeah, he was bitter, and when they asked him to be Riddler, he was like, eh, well, screw you guys. Yeah, he's like, no, so you can just fucking take it away for someone else? Yeah. Fuck but you. Jim yeah. Carrey was great. He definitely, <laughs> um, like, overshadowed, like, he, everybody in the movie. Yeah, he's definitely got that, you know, I don't know how... He was basically his, like, Ace Ventura character or whatever, just say. in green tights, but it was, uh, it was still great to see him. After rewatching it, I was like, this... It was like if you took um, the Dumb and Dumber character and Ace Ventura, but just made them negative. Yeah. Where yeah. They, where they get snapped and yeah. they're just like, because like oh. he, yeah. he, he did all that kind of in a green combination of moves <laughs> yeah. and facial things, yeah. this, that, and the other. And I was like, just imagine those characters right. dark, like, like if. Um, Harry died. <laughs> like, and they like he couldn't save him. Was like he just went dark. Yeah, and that's what you get. And spandex. And it's wow. not it's now famously known, but Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey when yeah. they were working on the set. They clashed all the time, and Jones actually said this to Carrey to his face: "I hate you. I really don't like you. I cannot sanction your buffoonery." Because Tommy Lee Jones is a serious actor, okay, serious guy, and he see, just hate, he just got annoyed. I can see him trying to be so serious, yeah, and then he Jim was Carrey so annoyed just being by like Carrey, that yeah. funny guy, was, and trying yeah. to do a bunch of stuff on but set. He, I would, I would <laughs> totally understand that. But you signed on, you knew what the script was, and then if you watched Jones' well, performance, maybe, I'm like, dude, well, come on. No, right. I think I think you maybe that serious well, I, in I, your I, own portrayal. Well, I think well, he tried to be <laughs> silly too, but like. I think it's because he didn't know how Carrie would act behind the scenes as opposed to, you know, you're working with professional actors that are there to do their job. And, you know, I'm pretty sure like mm-hmm. Val Kilmer and Nicole Kim and Chris O'Donnell kept it very professional. Yeah. So that's the first time he worked with them. So I, I could understand that. Right. But, you know, whatever. Jim Carrey's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also in 1995, we get the sequel Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. hey um, the beginning of this movie is fucking sad. It's Cliffhanger. It was a parody of Cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, with with Rocket day. Raccoon. I cried. I, I saw like, this one before the first oh, one. That's the other really? one. So, so Steve Odekirk. Because my age at the time, uh, like, that okay, was a, yeah. on VHS. My mom was like, oh, you I still yeah. like, I like <laughs> the first. I have seen the first one. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. I like so. the first one better. Yeah, oh, for it's, sure. But there's still be- some funny yeah, shit, though. Especially because the side characters in the first one were better than I'm the sorry, side characters in this. I'm sorry, this is the one that's actually... No, do they both have him saying, like, a glove? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's oh, what yeah. I thought. Okay. When he gets a parking spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it, like, roll uh-huh. him into this? And he's like, I don't know why, I just love like it. Yes. 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 Yeah, so there's some funny stuff line. in it, but it is way dumber than the oh, first one. But oh, it's for it's sure. it's funny. They're so still so um, like that that uh, Monopoly guy that he like. Dude, I see. Yeah, I don't know. I view it differently. I'm not saying it's better. I'm yeah. just saying like you I must be the Monopoly well, guy. You to saw me, it first. Right. So I, like, I like one it uh-huh. you, you or me. Yeah, no, I, get I was it. like, I get yes. it. I get this it. This one or this and, tape. In your yeah. mind, it's that my mom got so yeah. mad because she was like, she'd have company over. Yeah. And then we're just like, creep up behind the couch and be like, ee-wee, ee-wee. 
She's like, I'm behind that VHS. I owe Silver a whiz. She gets so pissed. All I did was lunch in that movie. Oh, she hated me. And it, it does have some funny parts. Uh, like I said, it was it was directed by Steve Odekirk. I forgot the other movie Steve Odekirk's famous for, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, where he plays the, it's like him over the old Kung Fu movie, and it's a parody. If you look it up, you'll, mm. you'll know. Uh, Carrie actually regrets making this movie. He really? was only, uh, it was only part of his, uh, an obligation to his contract to Warner Brothers to make a follow-up to the first movie. Other than that, he wouldn't have done it. And actually, to this day, he is... He regrets it. And I understand his reasoning. Guess he's he not said, like a super sequel guy. Right. This was the first time he did a sequel. Oops, I, um, he did Sonic, but that's really right, the only other right, sequel dumb he's ever done. But, uh, oh, yeah. Well, duh, he, I forgot about that. he fought with the director, well, even though Steve Odekirk and him... Yeah, I know. I forgot about that Steve Odekirk <laughs> and him are best friends, but they, they he kind of clashed with them because uh, Carrie didn't like the idea that Ace was afraid of bats. Because he's a pet detective. He loves all animals. And it kind of cheapens the character to be afraid of an animal. He would have much rather of it him being allergic to the bats. And he also was worried about how the film portrayed the native characters. And was actually surprised the movie wasn't banned for that. So they do make him really goofy. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get yeah. it. And still, like, to this day, he's he's regretted it. Yeah. But, but there are some... But mm. on the audience side, it was funny. For, oh, for the sure. The rhino scene was funny. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites is when he meets that guy that's our villain, and he shows him the room with all the animal heads and all the trophies, and he's just like, this is a lovely room of death. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's where I interject with his reasoning. And it's, it's his reasoning, and I respect it. Right. But I like the fact that he was afraid of that bat because if he was just allergic to that bat, I, like it was great seeing Ace have a weakness, like yeah. something he was truly terrified of. Yeah. He does have a weakness. Humans. Yeah. <laughs> you can, like, he likes you animals. Can love but in this all one, like, animals cool, and still, still be afraid. Like well, he yeah. didn't like it. And I like that aspect. Yeah. yeah the tribe was too, goofy, yeah. but I'm like, dude, you are in living color. <laughs> really? Right. <laughs> they made a lot of races. Yeah. They made a lot of shit goofy. Come on, man. Yeah. Right. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I get it, but come on. Like, come on. Yeah. It was still great. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was still great. I yeah, love that still movie. Still some funny stuff. Still some really dumb stuff in it for sure. But it was it's a, it was a good rewatch. Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> your, your balls are showing. Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> Tommy Davidson. That fight right, scene right. is so great. I'm like, yo, you get one of your fellow cast members <laughs> in this movie with you. Come on. <laughs> Even though he, he had some disagreements, he still gave it his <laughs> all did. to be it was great. that weird. It was great. One year later, 1996, we get to see Carrie in more of a weird villainous role. I know we saw him as Riddler, but we get to see him as the Cable Guy, directed by Ben Stiller. And he plays... The cable guy. Okay, unapop un uh, una, unapopular. Unpopular. Unpopular opinion. Uh I this movie annoys the shit out of me. It's okay. It was it was poorly received. It didn't make its budget back like it's it's Alan's low. got his hand raised. I didn't like it at all when I was exactly. a kid. But I'll explain after. Okay. I didn't like it at all when I was a kid, but rewatching yeah. it now as an adult, I respected it more because no, then I, I got more it. things in it. Yeah. Uh, 
We get Matthew Broderick. We get Leslie Mann, Owen Wilson, and Jack Black. Yeah, I told Josh, I was like, I probably won't rewatch The Cable Guy because it annoys me so much. But I did rewatch his, it. His lispy voice was there. And it, it wasn't it, even that for me. It, it is actually, I mean, it, there are some really funny parts. Don't get me wrong, you know, but it's just like, you know me in the movies where like nobody believes you about somebody or something and they the things just keep going wrong. And mm. I don't know why movies like that drive me freaking insane. I don't know why. That's how you, you know, like. Yeah, like I'm like, like just that, believe them. They're telling right? the truth. Yeah, Ugh, it's like I, a slice of realness in there. Yeah, you're like yeah, I wouldn't. Mm, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, what are you trying to say? <laughs> what the fuck I'm trying to say is you're creeping me the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> fix my like, cable and school, school. You know? He just right. wanted a friend. I'm like, you can cool. take my free channels away if it really fucking right. means something to you, but you don't need he to fuck so my life He was so good up. at being creepy and cringy when he's like fe- looking, fe- feeling for the cable line. Mm, that's the tweet spot right there. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the prison with him. That was like in the. It was so funny. That man rearranged that dude's whole playing porno yeah, password do. with his parents. Like yeah, I do. Love love the ending though when he's like am i really your buddy or whatever he's in the helicopter like and we get another musical performance by him uh somebody to love oh yeah it was just the the great karaoke scene context here's interesting so carrie got paid 20 million for this movie oh, wow. matthew broderick got two million and he <laughs> didn't deserve that uh, Judd Apatow was actually one of the film's writers, but didn't get credited for it. He only got credit as a producer. And some of the Cable was Guy's predictions... he with Leslie Mann at this time? Don't know. Maybe that's when they met. Okay. I'm thinking. That would be yeah. the, the thing. And this was also the first time, I think, seeing it Owen Wilson for me. It was his little bit part in it. And yeah, even probably, even yeah. Ben Stiller, because I didn't see like Reality Bites or any of his older well, movies to like. Why later. don't I remember other... Owen Wilson? She got beat up in the bathroom the by date. Carrie, no, Leslie Mann, and the rest. Of them. Oh yeah, yeah, duh, <laughs> yeah. It was the date. Later. Okay, yeah. I totally forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> I was like, what? But I just watched this too. That's funny. <laughs> um, some of the cable guys' predictions uh, towards the end of the movie when he's talking about you know on the satellite, talking about all the advanced the things that are happening, mm-hmm. actually came true. Like having the internet, right, phone, yeah, yeah, and yeah. TV. TV through cable, playing video games online with someone in another country. So yeah, was... I was thinking that as I was watching, I was like, mm-hmm, this is old. And, and of <laughs> course, many parts were improvised by Jim Carrey. In fact, there's the scene at Medieval Times when he's doing the silence of the lambs. If you yeah. look at Broderick, he's trying to hold his laughter back because he just <laughs> improv that, like, that moment. Yeah, Josh asked me, he's like, do they really do this at Medieval Times? I'm like, <laughs> like I've been there, but it's been so long that yeah, I they really did don't that remember if... I like. I remember them yeah. bringing some kids down, but I don't remember them. I don't know. Janine Garofalo, right? No, not that extreme. Yeah, Janine Garofalo as their waitress. <laughs> that was a great little cameo. Yeah. Can I get a knife and fork? There were no knives and forks in medieval in but medieval was, times. Hence, there's no forks and knives yeah. at medieval times. That's what I was telling Josh too. Too. <laughs> I said you got to eat everything with your hands. Like, can I have your skin? Right. <laughs> He's like, so there was Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good point. It's got some. It's got but some good moments. But you don't, you don't want to drink that old ale, I'm sure. Yeah. But he was dark, you know. And seeing that as a kid, that nightmare that that Matthew Broderick had, where he With was just like, contest? "I just want to hang out. Yeah. No big deal." And that was creepy. <laughs> so the basketball game was great as well. Yeah, <laughs> basketball. I agree with you. I did not care for this movie. Yeah, it's not and my favorite. It was actually. 
But rewatching it, I respect it a little bit. Yeah, no. Same, yes. Yeah. But yeah, growing up, I was like, weird, yeah. this shit's fucking weird. Yeah, like, I did I was not like, like that's, that. Yeah. That's is this? Ben but, Stiller's twisted mind right Yeah, here. but at the time, <laughs> like you talk about Owen Wilson Cable and Dunn Day. Stiller and I know Carrie has been around, Cable but you didn't know like the style mm-hmm. of Stiller and, and Wilson and what was to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Right, yeah. And we get Jack Black. <laughs> well, and yeah. Big yeah. Role, right? So, right. We get Jack TV, Black, yeah. but we also get Kyle Gass in a little cameo. Because you go back in Jack Black's filmography, Kyle Gass, his other guy, Tenacious D, does kind of cameo in a lot of his movies. Yeah. Just as background characters. Yeah. Uh, Chris Farley was originally offered the part uh, for this character, but he had to deny, uh, say no because great, he actually. had an obligation yes. for a contract because Tommy Boy, the studio that did Tommy Boy... In his contract is that he owed another movie to them was by that, that studio, Sheep? and it became Black yeah. Sheep. Okay. So if it wasn't for Black Sheep, it could have been Farley. <laughs> right, it was. Yeah, I love that movie too. Yeah. So there we are. But you know, he would have been interested as a cable guy. Oh yeah, I would have loved to have seen yeah. that. Oh, I would have loved to see. Oh, the basketball. <laughs> I would. I would have loved to see the basketball scene with Farley. Oh man. <laughs> The cable guy. Yes. <laughs> all That's it. true. Yeah, that all would be that. I would that alternate universe. That. I want to see yeah. Farley as a cable guy. Yes. But just no Matthew Connery. And that was the other yeah. thing. I'm he was kind of plain. But I think he was supposed to play the normal guy that you're supposed he, to relate to because Carrie's so over the top it, it in it. Him as that character. I just, yeah. I've just never been a fan. I, like so. I used to like him in Godzilla. but I like Ferris Bueller. I don't. I rewatched Godzilla and I was like, Worst part of my life. Yeah. Well, uh, back in the day when it first came out, I was like, this movie's awesome. Right? Watching it so as an adult, thing. I'm like, this movie sucks. It sucks, yeah. but yeah. then you go, Broderick, you're still terrible. <laughs> Is yeah. Leslie Mann in that? Is she, no, it, is she, look, is she looks, looks like yeah. her, but it's not. It's Who is not. that I can't girl? Uh, probably nobody. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've seen her in a okay. lot of things since. But yeah, All right. she's very similar. <laughs> oh, now that I can't. Sorry, I can picture her face now. Mm. <laughs> So we're up to 1997, <laughs> and we get Liar Liar. Oh he my plays God, this is one of my lawyer favorites. Fletcher Reed. This pen is royal blue. <laughs> the pen is blue. The goddamn pen is blue. Uh, I used to do that. We get Carrie Elwes he in here. Up the car, um, and he's like, "What's a scratch? What scratch?" He's like, "This scratch, right?" Here. <laughs> so he, he is overacting like, in this oh, for big. sure but he agreed to do the film because oh, yeah, he was actually playing so a normal character for once like kind of like yeah. he got to play a normal character so he he jumped at it uh, this is another movie where they wanted robin williams and they also wanted hugh grant but both of them turned it down and yeah. we got carrie so i i could see robin williams i could see robin hugh not grant. you and no. i like hugh grant who knows? I like not eating him. You remember uh, that. But, listen. <laughs> Stay in the drum. Listen, Harolanda. Yeah, listen. <laughs> this pen, this pen, it's pen. I, I <laughs> love... Okay. I suck at it. Good God. I love no. Carrie Elwes in this movie. Yes. Ooh, look, it's the claw. <laughs> it's not going to get you. Oh. So the claw actually oh, came yeah, from Jim cringy. Jim Carrey. His dad used to do that to him and his siblings when they were children, so he brought that oh, into okay. the movie. Um, here's something you might have not known. So there's a cameo of Fire Marshal Bill in this movie. Uh, he can be seen talking on a walkie-talkie in the crowd in the crowd during the scene where Fletcher's on a stretcher after uh, okay. the, the plane. So he's just back there, Fire Marshal Bill. 
I, I love when he's got like all the suitcases and stuff. And he's like, <laughs> I like tried to recreate that as a kid, you know, but I could not do it. I was like, sorry, I was I was it's a big so Carrie good. Fan like it's such a silly it. plot. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about I was a, kicking my ass. It's, yeah. it's about a children's <laughs> wish that comes true, and even the creators were like, they chose not to explain why the wish came true. It just does. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great uh, when he's on the elevator with Chris Allen. Uh, everybody's been so nice. That's because yeah, yeah, you you got huge jugs. I mean, your boobs are huge. I mean, he's like, I mean, I, mean, I want to squeeze me. them. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good at that. <laughs> oh, Sorry. That was uh, improv by Carrie, of course. <laughs> we get uh, Sarah Paxton and Cherry O'Terry in their film debuts. Cherry O'Terry. They worked for the firm. <laughs> Cherry O'Terry, we remember with her weird hair. Like the new hair? Whatever takes the focus off your head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, she's great. Oh, uh, no, this is, it's another quotable movie. Great movie. That's great. <laughs> It's got the, the cute, cute little old lady from this part. The board meeting yes. that he has with the boss is so yeah. great. And he takes she's off like, the toothpaste and slams like, oh, it on the wall. She's like, oh, you can't lie, huh? I'll prove you. I was like, oh, shit. Now it's weird. Another, this is the third. Another great. Yeah, oh, this was, there was one of three. my, definitely one of my favorites too. I know yeah. I said that about a lot of his. Well, he's great. This is why he's my favorite. He's I watched so a good. Lot. Chester's middle name is Maxwell from Max because Chester has the same hair as Max. Out, out, and out. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> <laughs> It did. Yeah, it did bother me though, because when you know, I'm like, just hang out with your son, just be there, just pick him up. Like, how hard is that? He's just one of those dads yeah. that chose career I over know. family. Yeah. So it know. all worked out in the end. And so he's good at it. Yeah, he was good at it. He so he just kept doing it. He did kick his own ass. He just beat your own ass. Kicking my own ass. Do you mind? Yeah. He was like, you were. He was like, you're coming like a turkey. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face in that scene. I'm sorry, Jennifer Tilly. Tilly, I would uh, is so great. Nah, I'm good. It, it, he's like, he's like, uh, age 31. Yeah, in your bra. <laughs> <laughs> Something I still or wait, wait, a hundred or whatever. Yeah, yeah. In something your bra. I still yeah. do to this day is I'll crumple up something up like it's a kiss. <laughs> I'll tell you something I do for the movie. Is like, Delete it. I do that too. I do that too. He's like, you guys don't, you know. (laughs) And then she takes a shot. He's like, ouch. Look great. Um, It's apparently considered to be a remake of a movie called A Day Without Lies from 1963. I don't want to see it. No. Doesn't exist. No. I'm just saying. Nothing compares. Nothing compares. Well, that ends the reign of comedies for a little while. Though we get some more dramedies and some more dramas from here on out. So it's 1998. Uh, only, only a couple years. Yeah. Well. Okay. Nice. I get it. It's fine. So it's one of the best ones is coming up too. So. so in 1998, we got the Truman Show, where she plays Truman Burbank. It's directed by Peter Weir. We also get Ed Harris and Laura Linney, Holland Taylor, also in the movie. Um, I remember the. Okay, it's not, my, it's not my favorite. It's one of my favorites for sure. It's His still performance good, was but... so good; he made me oh, tear for up. Sure. 
yeah. it was a it's a haunting story it was it was a really good story it was really cool um i don't know i i like a lot of his dramas mm-hmm. a lot more um i remember the poster for this movie and it was like a his face but it was com- comprised of like hundreds of photos to make up yeah. his face mm-hmm. or like tv the, or something or something. like yeah. just scenes from his the movie were all made to look like his face uh and it was actually it was rumored to cost seventy five thousand dollars to make but well, i mean uh, just imagine how long that fucking took for somebody to have to do that he he did like, win a golden globe for his performance like that. i have a simpsons pu- oh no i don't have some i know someone who has a simpsons puzzle like that don't you yeah yeah okay i was Fucking like i know impossible we, yeah, to put we together to put we it tried together. It's yeah okay awful. i was like i know i know somebody There's too with much yellow yeah, in that you. puzzle too much yellow. Oh my gosh, fucking terrible. So this was another movie Robin Williams was asked to star first, but turned it down. Um, Man, Robin Williams. Is right. Just, this, I mean, I love him and Carrie, yeah, they're the damn. two top comedians yeah. for a lot of stuff. So. Especially was the 90s But they're two um, totally different comedians to me. Like. Right. But, you know, Siskel yeah. and Ebert uh, not only gave this movie two thumbs up, but they also wrote Carrie a letter of apology because they claimed he wouldn't have a career past Ace Ventura. Oh, so wow. And he won a Golden Globe for this, yeah. and they were like, or bad. <laughs> so, why would they think that he wouldn't have a career after that movie? Critics, critics, critics don't like Ugh. those kind of comedies. Any anything like that, or horror movies, Jokes or anything. They like right. mostly dramatic stuff. Yeah. So it's just that's just how all critics. So then are. they saw the Truman Show. They were like, "Damn! Oh, he can act. He yeah. can't just be funny and slapsticky. That's we what they wrong. saw. Yeah. Yes, you. Were. And he did. He won awards mm-hmm. for it. No, I, uh, I, I, love I this movie. respect this movie, and I respect his performance and everything. It's just not a movie I go out of my way to like watch all the time. You know. I get it. Um, his comedies so. are way easier to watch. His dramas. Well, it's not, not even so that. It's just. Yeah. It's just. I had Alan watch it for the first yeah, time man. not that long ago. I texted you immediately after I finished. He was sad. I, I was like, "You lied to me." Yeah. I asked him if this was a sad movie. It's not that sad. It's not that sad. Dude, it's a white fake. I know. It is sad and messed up. That's sad as hell. I was like, I'm adopted. Yeah, he got deep. We got deep in that text message. Yeah, and I was like, you lied. I wasn't prepared to be sad. I liked how pleasant he was. At first. Good, and, uh, good morning, good evening, and good night. Yep. A great, great little line. Um, I like, it was funny that his wife uh, was constantly advertising in all the scenes they were in. That was pretty funny. Uh, Price is right. Yeah. yeah. Just like displaying it. Like, <laughs> and his buddy, his best buddy, is always displaying the beer he's drinking. Um, but it was an interesting story. You know, Ed Harris was a good job as the... I guess you could say God of the Truman Show because he was watching everything. The creator. The creator, yeah. So, Truman Show. Also in 98, we get a small part for Carrie in a movie called Simon Birch. Um, oh, this movie is sad. fucking sad. See, I didn't put this, this on is, my list because he's the narrator. He's but, the narrator. You yeah. see him in the beginning and you see him at the very end. Yeah. Because he plays the adult. Uh, Joe Wentworth, mm-hmm. who's played by oh. Joe's, Joseph Mazzello in the movie. I um, love Simon Birch, though. That that I I saw that one. It's a, a hard kid, watch. I, it is very hard, and it's so great cast, though. Sad, but it 
It's oh, Simon Birch was just delightful. We got Ashley like Judd and Oliver Platt as well. Have I'm you seen this? I'm gonna watch until we do Tear Jerker list. Oh, okay. <laughs> the movie follows. I'll save for the, the movie does follow a young know, boy. You would I, love it. I, I know because he was because yeah. like, I looked up the Carrie thing mm-hmm. and I was like Simon. I was like, oh no no no, no yeah no no, no, no. it does it does follow yeah. the movie follows a young boy with <laughs> stunted so growth that believes God has a greater purpose for him. Uh Oddly enough, this movie is directed by Mark Steven Johnson, who gave us Ghost Rider and Daredevil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talking about heart. So, yeah, Simon Birch is a good movie um, if you are if you like those kind of movies. But if you're watching it for Carrie, you could skip it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but he does, narr- but he does narrate it very well. The, but whoever plays Simon Birch is just, oh, he's great. Uh, his name is Ian Michael Smith. Okay. He's great. Mm-hmm. I, I just love him in general. Like, And then the... The boy who plays Joe, he's... It's Joseph Mazzello. He was from Radio Flyer with Tom Hanks and Elijah Wood. And he's the little brother that kept getting abused by their stepfather. Okay. Ew. Yeah. He's, That's he's, a hard watch, too, but it's really good. Yeah, it's like a, it's, a, it's a great movie where Elijah Wood came from. He was in Social Network as well. He came back for Social Network Maybe, as one of the guys. I don't think it's the guy I'm thinking of. I was thinking of the guy from The Cure. And... He's the... He's the kid in Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. He oh, is. then it is, is the him. kid yeah. from The Cure. Okay. <laughs> that movie's sad, too. Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Park? No, The Cure. <laughs> oh, I was like, really? <laughs> no! I was like, I'm Isn't it called Jesse, The Cure but, uh, where he has, like, <laughs> HIV or something and, like, an AIDS or something. I think he has AIDS or something and it's like, oh, it's fucking sad, too. That's Tearjerker 1, too. Yeah. Everyone has that, AIDS. That's gonna be a tough episode. Yeah, oh my god. That's so, it's a great movie, though. That's gonna be a tough episode. So a nine twenty. So yeah. <laughs> now Judge me if you want. I don't care. We're now, just like. <laughs> <laughs> now we're into nineteen ninety nine, and I love this movie. It's a very divisive movie, but I do love it. Uh, he gets to play his hero, Andy Kaufman, in Man on the Moon. This is directed by uh, Milos Forman, who gave us Amadeus and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Amadeus, Amadeus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> movie also stars Courtney Love, Danny DeVito, and Paul Giamatti. Every carnival ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the true story of Andy Kaufman and his life and growing up, and uh, uh, that ultimately leads to his death, which nobody believed when it happened, and that's pretty tragic. I mean, he yeah. was the guy that kind of, he was the boy who cried wolf type of guy, mm-hmm. and, you know, when you, when they we say he died, this. they're like, yeah, right. We, you know, so. But he played him perfectly. Perfectly. I've seen like a lot him. of old yeah. interviews with Andy Kaufman. I used to watch Taxi, not when it came out. I'm not that See, old, I, I but I watched really Taxi. Did, but I knew who But he, he played was. the guy Latka, yeah. so, I mean, he, he wasn't really himself. He just played the, the foreigner guy in Taxi. So he, you know, yeah. it's a character, but... Mm-hmm. Carrie did a great job mimicking that. Yeah. Um, if you want to dive deeper into it, there's that documentary on Netflix, Jim and Andy. Oh, yeah, I did, I did see that, Insane. but I didn't watch <laughs> yeah. it. Watched he method it, method to the extreme, believed he was Andy Kaufman, yeah. which, you know, was, that, that can happen yeah. to actors. You yeah. know, they get so into a role that they start believing. Well, like ah. the guy, kid who played Elvis. In yeah, that new he movie. had to take a break oh, yeah. after that, and yeah. uh, Fucking, it's um, the job. Um, oh, yeah, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Like, I was like, "Fuck, that could have been Jim Carrey." Fucking yeah. Daniel Day Lewis does hearing that Jim too. Jim talk about it in that Netflix thing. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, oh, Daniel Day Lewis does that, that too. I like, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't watch. But he, it's, it's a good it, documentary. I, I, yeah, and it's like, such uh, a great performance that even Andy's like actual relatives all applaud Carrie for what he did and he mm-hmm. respected him too and I like how the movie is sort of a 
is this really happening or is this just in Andy's mind? I like the way that it was mm-hmm. put together. It was almost kind of making being a satire of yeah. itself. I, I first um, watched this, I think, either a year ago or two years ago. It was it was recent, like the last couple of years, and I didn't rewatch it for this episode, but um but I did really respect it. This was it. the first rated R movie yeah. for, for Jim Carrey. And first it's rated windy. R. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now Danny DeVito is in it as a, um, not as his, um, self. He's not in it as himself because he was in the original cast of Taxi. Mm-hmm. They had everybody from Taxi that was still alive reprise the roles, including Christopher Lloyd. The only one we didn't see was Danny DeVito and Tony Danza. <laughs> he was also on that show. Yeah. Um, his Elvis impression, I love that. That was exact to what really happened in Andy's life. And even the real Elvis Presley had said that Kaufman's impression of him was the best he's ever seen. And he does he does a great job. Um, Jerry Lawler is in there as himself with that whole feud he had with Jerry Lawler when, yeah. he, when he got into wrestling. She was real. Um, so as of 2020, Jim Carrey is the only actor to win the Golden Globe for Best Actor in both the drama and comedy musical categories for this and Truman Show without being nominated for an Academy Award. Man, and he won he won the Golden Globe are, for he won the Golden yeah, Globe for both. So they don't really go for comedic actors. Well, they didn't yeah. do that with Rocket Man either. Rocket like Taron Edgerton got Best Actor for the Golden Globe but didn't even get nominated for the Academy Award. Yeah, I don't understand that system anyway. I don't watch that show. Usually it's the yeah, same kind of thing. It's like you watch the Golden Globes. It's like a precursor. I'm like, I just it's want to know who wins. I don't really like care about the whole... And maybe they changed it. Used it. To be, but yeah. lately, like, they, yeah. it stopped being the same because you would see the Golden Globes and you'd see people and you'd be like, oh, they deserve it. But then you watch the Oscars and like they're not even nominated. Right. Like, right, yeah. Right. I, I, then you see people you never heard like of. Like Leonardo heard of. It's like, DiCaprio what? won his first Oscar, what, like a few years ago? Yeah. Revenant. And that's, Revenant. that's messed up. It's just Which other movies got... But he's movies had other roles that definitely had earned well, him. They asked him, they, uh, they wanted to nominate him for The Departed. But DiCaprio told them no because it's not. I'm not the star. It's yeah. an ensemble piece. Everybody that's, gets that's the equal credit right. for that's the lead. For sure. yeah. The supporting actor, which that's went to Mark Wahlberg, that's different. But the lead, it's every. It's yeah. it's, it's him, Nicholson, and Damon sharing yeah. the lead. Oh, he's a good dude. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, so uh, Paul Giamatti <laughs> plays uh, Andy's um, best best buddy and agent, Bob Zamuda. And, and actually the real Bob Zamuda is in the movie in a little cameo when they're doing the Saturday Night Live skit. And he's the producer that gets into the fake fight with him. So that's the real Bob Zamuda. And then the real Lynn uh, that Courtney Love plays also cameos in the movie as well. So it's pretty great. Um, I respected Carrie so much more after watching mm-hmm. this playing a real life person so yeah it's not for everybody right. if, you, if you don't like Andy Kaufman and his stuff you, you're definitely not gonna like this movie but yeah but it I, is I still didn't interesting I really know like much about him you know and he really did do that he yeah. went to colleges and read the entire book of the great Gatsby to people when they were expecting him to just do the latka imp- impressions because <laughs> he just wanted to do his own thing yeah it's a different kind of comedy yeah, I, I've seen this movie And he's twice. a legend for that. The first time, like Jesse said, I didn't know that much about Andy Kaufman. Yeah. But I like Jim Carrey, so I'm like, I'm watching it. Right. The second time we watched it, and I, I learned a little bit more about Andy Kaufman than the thing with Jerry Lawler, because I was huge into wrestling, and I was like, <laughs> back in the day, I was like, is this shit real? 
Like, you watch really those. Fight? And I'm like, and that's why I'm like, when he died, I get why a lot of people didn't yeah. believe it because yeah. you really couldn't tell. They did a yeah. A lot of things he did, you couldn't tell. So yeah. and they did a really good sucks. job. It uh, does suck. Mm-hmm. But, they, yeah, they did a really good job recreating like the interviews, like the Lawler and yeah. him on Letterman and stuff like that. Like if you, you can go back and watch those, and it's pretty <laughs> yeah identical. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, really good. Yeah, because um, Lawler when he came back, he was like he grew like the little patch of <laughs> yeah. And he's always been kind of the same size. Yeah, his career. So he a... was like, I can do it better than whoever you're gonna try. And yeah, they had they had somebody else in mind to play the young version. Like, nah, he was like, Nah, I'm gonna do it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> 